tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We're here to cover Bellator 294 and 295 in Hawaii. Um, I love when they go to Hawaii. They do back-to-back -back nights every time they go there at the Blaisdell Arena where I'm 2-0. and uh, All right. I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's got to be cool because I'm sure... Well, is it is it hard to go to a place like that and not go see the sights and and still be focused, or do you have downtime? You have downtime okay. for sure. Like if we went back there, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. Um, honestly, we've talked about it in the past, but um, Warriors Quest was put on by a guy named Brennan Kamaka and Kai Kamaka, yeah. who is Kai's dad. Yes, uh, and and uh, that's how long I've known them, and and they they treated us better than if fighting in pride or the ufc or anywhere else i went like they, they were it was the best show ever that's awesome and um they would fill up the blaisdell arena and it was just it was awesome my one of my fighters lucas pace um who lucas got named after he's a christian kid and he fought babo who's a, another friend of mine bob ostovich and when Lucas walked out, he walked out to a Christian song. Okay. And literally 8,000 people were singing this song as he walked out. And he was against the guy from Hawaii. And my <laughs> buddy, Bob, who, who fought Lucas, was in the back. And he literally, he, he goes, he, he said it hit him right then. He goes, I didn't know he was a Christian. I didn't want to fight him after that. Oh like my it was, gosh. I didn't want to fight him. And, and you know, hearing the crowd and whatever. And it was like, it really got in his head and not on purpose, but it was just uh, Lucas, yeah. a good kid. Bob's, a, you know, really great crowd. Really that's great a, crowd. Love going there. They're a, they're a fight savvy crowd oh, too. Big right? time. Big time. That's awesome. Well, we're going to go over two Bellator events since it is a, a, yep. a, a Friday and Saturday. We'll go. We'll touch on fights from each of these. Um, starting off in two ninety four on the main card, Levon Chokely and uh, Michael Lombardo. You yeah. wanted to talk about this. This is a welterweight fight. Yeah, Chokely's a guy from Georgia, uh, the country Georgia, not the state. No, not from <laughs> the, Atlanta. <laughs> no, um, but just as tough. Okay. Um, he's 11 and two. He's fighting Michael Lombardo, who's 13 and three. Michael Lombardo's very tough guy. Um, they're fighting at the welterweight division, 170. Yeah, I, I think it's a great fight. Lombardo wants to probably keep it on the feet and bang. Um, Chokely, I'd imagine, will strike, but he's going to have a, a solid wrestling background coming from Georgia, and um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Levon Chokely on uh, to win this fight, probably by, probably by decision. Okay. You know, it's in, I'm starting to look at these records, and I know there's a big spread, but you're seeing 11 and two, so 13 fights, 13 and three, 16 fights. Yeah, um, that's not that many fights. I'm uh, I, I, not that they're not good, not that they right. don't have a career, but I, it, that's a that's a small sample set. And I guess really, I'm looking at that more in context of Luke, right? Who's got he eight stays fights. busy though, like he tries to you, know? you know he fights it three times a year. Yeah, um, four if there's a possibility, but a lot of guys don't fight that yeah, often yeah and then it takes them twice as long sure. to get to you know that amount of fights so you you picked this fight on purpose what was it about this fight that interested you is it just the style the, the match yeah them? yeah i just i wanted to go over the whole main card here okay. and then i i like that the the georgian uh he's tough man he's tough yeah. and he'll he'll make it exciting he's not just going to be a, a, a lay and pray wrestler it's going to be exciting yeah. even on the ground that's awesome
the next fight, you know, you've you've really you've <laughs> my ruined me. favorite guy. You've ruined me, man. Anytime I see this guy on the card, I'm like, oh, uh, Danny Sabatello and Marcos Breno. Sabatello's coming in 13 and two. His resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, our feelings set aside. Solid fighter. He's got a lot of skills. He's Tons. he's really great in the cage. Yeah, he's um, better and, on the mic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Depends yes. what you consider better. I, I, but. That's right. That's right. Uh, tell us about Marcus Breno. What do you know about He's him? He's fifteen and two, coming out of Brazil. Um, I'd imagine Sabatello does not have good striking, um, but he throws something hard to get your hands up to mm -hmm. shoot a takedown. Yep. He can get takedowns from eight feet away. You know, he he has a long shot and 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 is able to get there. Um, I'm looking at this fight as at one thirty five. This guy. Is is fifteen and two probably not any better than Leandro Higo, right? And and Sabatello beat Leandro Higo by just getting them get him to the mat, ground a pound, get him to the mat, controlling position. You know he's not super exciting on the ground. Yep. He will throw you know a big elbow here and there, but he's he's not super exciting on the ground. And um, I'd imagine he wins a decision. He doesn't finish a lot of people. Sabatello is a heavy favorite on this one. I don't, I don't see the odds here, but when you look on Bellator's website, eighty-five percent of those picking it are going for Sabatello. Right. Um, and is that just because his his wrestling is so, is so next level? You can't really judge off of this because, like, let's say when Luke's fighting, yeah. if I could click Luke and no one else does, that's one hundred percent to it. zero. So your sample set is too small to get in. Yeah, so it's hard you. to okay. say how many people have actually have actually voted on that. Yep. Um, I would imagine he's still the favorite, probably fairly heavy, um, and and it's going to be again by decision. He doesn't put a lot of people away. Last four fights at Sabatello. I'm sorry. The last, yeah, the last four fights at Sabatello have all gone to decision. Um, it and seems so like will the, the fifth. That's kind of that's kind of his mo, right? He's going to control you. It's going to be a little boring, a little slow. We keep it on the ground, yeah. and he's going to get a whole bunch of ten nines and win by a decision. Yeah, and we've said before he's got to come up with some finishing. You know, he's got to come up with some sort of finishing uh, techniques, whether yeah. it be on the feet or the ground, eh, instead of just you know ground and pound i know he's fighting top guys i know he's fighting good guys not easy to sub him but he's not even getting to places to go for the sub yep. so yeah all right so i think i heard you say you're picking sabatello in this yeah one okay arlene blenkow versus sarah mccann mccann doesn't even have her picture up on bellator's website which McMahon. is McMahon, so Sarah thank McMahon you. Sarah McMahon thank is you. an Olympic, I believe, silver medalist wrestler. Okay. Um, she was in the UFC for a long time, fought Ronda Rousey and, and some others. She, on paper, to me, was like a world beater. Could have been a lot of things and just never lived up to the the potential. Potential, for sure. Her wrestling, yeah. she, it doesn't translate into MMA like it like it should. And I'm not sure why um, she's she's been cut from the UFC. She's fighting in, in Bellator now. She is well, what's her record? Thirteen and 13 six. Thirteen and six, and and probably five of those she could have won. Um, the six, I'll say, it was Ronda Rousey, and and that was a bit of a tough fight, regardless. Yep. But yep. she ended up getting she got stopped with strikes from Ronda Rousey. She got kneed in the body, and uh, was done. So I I just. I'd like to see her pull it off. Arlene Blanco is just way more experienced against tough girls 
and and doing well fought cyborg twice her last fight against cyborg was actually a really good fight yep. that went all five rounds um i'm not seeing sarah mcmahon go five rounds with cyborg so I'm, sure. I'm gonna go with arlene blanco out of australia so something interesting about mcmahon um she's got five wins by submission but she's also got four losses by submission and to me, that's an interesting statistic because you would think if you're able to submit people, you're not often likely to be submitted. Right. She's like, live by the sword, die by the sword. Right. You know, like, <laughs> so, so, um, and then you look at, by strike, she's one and one. And then if it goes the distance, she's seven wins and one loss. So for her, I would think going back to, uh, to Paul and the whole money ball thing, right. if you're looking statistically, not that I've done any research on this, but it feels like trying to last all three rounds is your best shot at right. victory for, for sure for mcmahon for sure um but it sounds like what you're seeing with blinkow is that she's not she's not going to let it go all five rounds or i'm sorry all three rounds i mean i'm i'm saying even if it does i think she wins the fight okay i don't think sarah mcmahon's wrestling like i said translate to mma well enough to get the takedown on her three rounds in a row and uh it's possible but i'm just i'm going with it it doesn't and Arlene Blanco touches her up on the feet a lot. Blanco's coming in from, I believe she fights out of Australia. Yeah. And Sarah McMahon's fighting out of, uh, oh, I was going to say out of South Carolina. But, boy, when you start looking at Hawaii, I don't know which one has the, the, the right. longer flight there. <laughs> right. Because I was, I was thinking about, you know, which would there be an advantage with not having to deal with all that. But I don't know. Blanco might actually be closer geographically. Probably. So that's that's an interesting Um Cool. Well, that'll be. I'm interested to see. Last time Blinkow fought, fought um, I'm going to see what What was her last fight here. Um, it was the loss to Cyborg. Okay. Yeah. She hasn't fought. So she hasn't fought in almost exactly a year. It'll be almost exactly to a year since her last fight. This next fight, Saad. Syed Suwama, Suwama, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Tim Sal. Johnson. Yeah. Um, it's a tough fight. Tim Johnson is coming off of three losses in a row after three wins in a row. Yeah. Uh, Syed is coming off of two losses in a row after two wins in a row and a loss before that. Um, so he lost to Terrell Fortune, and Tim Johnson beat Terrell Fortune. Um, I, I think it's... I think it's going to be a, a banger, and that's probably why that fight's the main event on this night. Um, oh, it's not the main event. Sorry. It's, it's, a, co co event. it's a co main event. Co main. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 15 and 9 and 8 and 4. Tim Johnson is 265 pounds. Syed's 235 pounds. That's a big difference. Yeah. Heavyweight division, man. They could be 206. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they could be 206 all the way to 265. Tim Johnson looks like after the fight, he's going to jump in an 18 wheeler and go to, you know, drop off a load on his way home. He looks like a truck driver. Yeah. Right? He's a, he's a banger. He um, lost to Linton Vassell, lost to Fedor, and lost to Valentin Moldovsky. Beat Czech Congo and beat Matt Mitrione. Um, beat Tyrell Fortune. That was on a card we fought on okay. uh, a long time ago. Knocked him out. Um, so Tim Johnson trained with Ngannou at least at one point. That's did he? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna go. Uh, they're both coming off of five losses between the two of them. That's they both want to win pretty bad. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine Tim Johnson's not staying if he loses this fight. He's already lost three in a row. Um, 
Saad's lost twice, and I'd imagine he may not be staying here. They've been pretty strict on on the cuts recently. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Tim Johnson it, it, just you, for the hell of it. Is it is it the thirty pounds? Is that what you? I think mean, that's makes what, a that's difference? one of the one of the differences for sure. Um, we'll see. I'm not positive. Okay. You know, I wouldn't I would bet money on this one, but I'm gonna go with yeah. Tim Johnson. Main event of the night. This is the headliner. Uh, Liz Carmouche is fighting Deanna Bennett. Um, the champ versus number two. Carmouche comes in at 18 and 7. Uh, this is the 125 fight, uh, 125 weight class. And then Deanna Bennett's coming in at 13, 7, and 1. Um, we've talked about Carmouche a few times. What do you know about Deanna Bennett? This is a rematch from 2020. Um, Carmouche submitted in the third round. And. Uh, what I heard, I did not. I do not remember seeing the fight. What I heard was Deanna Bennett made a mistake, okay. and in the mistake, she got capitalized on, and she got submitted. Um, Bennett's coming in listed with a, a brown belt in jujitsu. Um, Liz Carmouche is a stud. She's good on the yeah. ground as well. Yeah, beat Juliana, Juliana Velasquez twice. Beat Conor Watanabe. Beat Vanessa Porto, um, and now she's got a rematch set up here. Going back to Deanna Bennett, her last. What four or five opponents? Liz, Car uh, Justine Kish, tough, won a decision, beat her twice by decision. Uh, Alejandra Lara, who is like not great, you know. Um, and then she lost to Liz Carmouche before that, so she has not had the quality of opponents that uh, Liz Carmouche has, at least in the last five fights. And I believe it's going to be hard to beat Liz now that she's the champ. She she fought for a long time before she was able to be the champ somewhere. And uh, she made it happen here. And, and so I'm going to go with Liz. I don't know that she submits Deanna Bennett, but uh, I believe she beats her. I'm trying to see, is is Bennett ranked? She I must be. If, she, if, it's, if it's a title contention, she's oh, yeah, got to yeah, be. Yeah, she's sure. got to be. I was just I, looking at Deanna Bennett's. I mean, you went through her history in some of her last fights. Kish, Kish, Lara, like you said, Carmouche. So her last five fights, she's only had three opponents. Right. She keeps cycling through. And right. I, I suspect that that has something to do with being close to the top right. and, and, and keeping at that level. But it does, you know, is, is that what it is? Is she somehow the inactivity of um, Alimalay McFarlane okay. has skipped both of these girls and uh she fights the following night she's been she's back she's been out for a, a bit and um so that'll be that'll be interesting to see her come back against she just does not seem big to me and i've said that to you before she's not seemed big to me like these 25ers um but we'll see we'll see liz carmouche by subber decision subber decision <laughs> is that one word subber decision <laughs> it is now Excellent. All right. Well, let's transition into uh, Saturday night. Um, man, there are there are some great fights on this, and we'll get to it. But obviously, the the main card. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. The, um, the the main event. Excuse me. Is is going to be ridiculous. Super excited for that. There's a couple on the undercard I want to talk about real quick. I'll make them fast. Okay. Um, there's a couple of 45ers on here now that uh, we signed a, a new deal with Bellator. We're going to be getting into some of these guys. Um, Weber Alameda is fighting Keone Diggs. Keone Diggs has listed as a 55er. Weber as a 45er. I believe Keone's coming down and fighting at 45. 
Um, Weber is seven and zero. Keone Diggs is ten and two. Okay. Uh, Weber, you- we've talked about before. He fights a lot like Machida. He's out of Machida's camp. He's got a karate background. Um, ben Lugo that we beat. Yep. Beat him. Was it Ben Lugo? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Johnny Soto. Okay. Beat him uh, by decision. It's his only loss, and we we win. Uh, you know, two, two and a half minutes with, with Johnny Soto. <laughs> so I'd like to see that matchup down the line with, with Lucas and Weber. Um, he's a super cool guy and, and out of a great gym, but uh, we'll see who wins this fight here. Um, Keone Diggs is tough, man, I believe, out of, out of Hawaii. And so he's going he's gonna to hit hard. Is this one of those things where since they're in Hawaii, there's, there are going to be a lot of Hawaii fighters yes. all the way through? Is yeah. that okay? For sure. Okay. Uh I know it sounds like you're pulling for Almeida, but are you thinking Diggs is going to? I think that Diggs or uh, Weber Almeida has got to watch out for the power of Keone Diggs for yeah. sure. Um, skills on the feet, I think probably Weber. He's, he fights long, even though he's not long. He's kind of a he's five seven at Luke's weight. He's kind of short and and uh, stocky, but but fights real karate style, long long kicks and whatnot. So he can, he might be able to stay out of, of range, but Keone puts his hands on him. It's gonna it's gonna change the fight for sure. Uh, age play into this at all? Seems like they're, oh, I guess they're about the same age. Um, they don't look at when you look at their pictures. Diggs looks significantly older, um, but looks like they're only two years apart. So, okay. Um, uh, what's Diggs? Diggs. Okay. Um, next one I want to jump to is Kai Kamaka and Oddly Edwards. Um, obviously. I'm, I would like to avoid fighting Kai yeah. until it mattered, until it meant something, just because I, I love that dude's family, and we've talked about that. Um, he's a stud. He deserves to be in the rankings, and I'm sure he will be very soon. Oddly, Edwards is a guy we would like to fight. Okay. He is a 5'11", 9-2 record. He is long, good striker. Um, he's, he's decent on the ground, not, not Luke's level, but he's a, a rostered guy that we're going to end up getting into at some point here in a little bit and uh and uh he's just i'll I'll definitely be watching that fight it's an interesting fight to me but i think kai has been really on his last fight was probably his best fight uh of his what 15 16 fights yeah yeah in my opinion so i'm going with kai good um after that one more on this undercard mads burnell versus justin gonzalez i wondered if you're gonna get that one well, it'll be a little bit before we're at these guys. This is number, I don't even know what, probably think number four or five and number seven, I think. Okay. Um, great fight. Justin Gonzalez is the one that just beat. No, I'm sorry. Justin Gonzalez actually cornered uh, Ben Lugo when we fought him. Um, he's good. He's he's. I, I always confuse him with Jeremy Kennedy, mm. who's who beat Pico. Um He's fourteen and one. Mads Brunel sixteen and four. Um, five ten and five eight. Mads Brunel looks a lot shorter than five eight when it comes to fighting Justin Gonzalez. Justin Gonzalez looks long. You know, I, I believe, I believe the wrestling and striking of Gonzalez may factor into this. I love Mads Brunel. I I love watching him fight. He's very slick um, when he fought. Adam Borix, he was going to the body, ripping the body yeah. really well. Um, I talked to him a little bit afterwards. I'd love to get him on here, you know, maybe after after this fight or something. But um, 
he, he's he's fighting out of Denmark, but he's at Extreme Couture in Vegas. Okay. And, and so he, he's someone that I, I definitely keep an eye on just because at some point we'll probably have to fight him, but I also like to watch him because he's a great fighter. Um, I think Justin might pull it off, you know, but I, I believe that uh, Mads has all the skills to get it done. So we'll see. Pulling for Mads. Yeah. Transitioning to the main card, then Horiguchi and Ray Borg. Yeah, a thirty-fiver. Horiguchi's coming in thirty and five. I think we've talked about him a number of times. What do you know about Ray Borg? Ray Borg is coming from the UFC. Um, I don't think he's fought. He may have fought somewhere since then. I'm not sure if he did or didn't. Uh, but he he is coming over from the UFC. He's a stud. Uh, real good fighter. Um, he he's fought some guys that I know from around here. I believe he fought um, Ryan Benoit. In the UFC and some other guys, he's 16 and five. Horoguchi's 30 and five. Horoguchi was winning every second of his title fight against Sergio Pettis, and then ate Until a spinning elbow <laughs> and got knocked out in the last round. Yep. Um, I, I think he's a stud. I think he he beat Darren Caldwell. I think twice. Um, I, I think he's. Uh, I think he beats Ray Borg. Um, we'll see. Ray Borg, I think, was a 25er in the UFC, and he's a 35er over here at Bellator because there is no 25. Right. But um, I'm going with Horiguchi. Awesome. Aaron Pico, James Gonzalez. This is another 45er that I'm sure, 45 fight that you're going to be watching. Yeah, for for two reasons. One, I think Aaron Pico is going to be the champ of this division, the next champ, like – you know, as soon yeah. as he gets a title fight, I think he's the champ. Um, James Gonzalez is the guy who beat Cody Law. He was not signed with Bellator, but he was tough. Uh, Levi Miles, who we used to train with, beat him by decision. And he is a guy who I've used as a uh, in talks with Bellator at the end of our last contract. Contract, I said someone like James Gonzalez. You know, that's that's where we're and and here he is. They've they've signed him now, and and. Uh, he took this fight on short notice. It was Otto Rodriguez or Otto Otto something who was supposed to be this fight. Yeah. Um, and actually even said it still this morning. I was going to say that that just changed now that I think about it. Yeah, it said it this morning. Yeah. Um, but I knew James took the fight a, a few days ago. But uh, Aaron Pico's a tough fight to take with a full camp, let alone on short notice. On short notice. I'm sure this guy said, yes, I'll take the fight on short notice if – you know, you give me X amount of fights, yeah, you know, and, and, and he deserves after taking that fight. Yeah. Um, we got the fight offered to Ty, and, and I was like, well, Ty's a 35-er, and no. <laughs> oh, Ty, okay. Yeah, not Tyler, my son. Oh, Ty, yeah, I was kidding. Ty wow. Johnson. Um, but, you know, um, I think Aaron Pico, now that he's at Jackson's, now that he knows how to – box wrestle and jujitsu all together you know instead of just going out there and and bombing right you know because he does have knockout power right um whether it's to the body or the head um i think he's he's probably the most dangerous guy on paper in there now and um if he keeps it together and his shoulder's good i think he's does pico have the um we talked to you talked about it with uh um uh Rumor, uh-huh. um, Paul. Sorry, uh, that 
you can be good at a few things, but if you don't know the plays and right. you don't know how to pull them together, then you just are good at three discrete things that don't connect. Greg Jackson is a play guy. He okay. knows, yeah, I believe gotcha. he, he knows how to put together a game plan. And, you know, he just, he's kind of reeled in Aaron Pico and, and said, listen, you were in the Olympic trials in high school. You yeah. beat um, Seth, or not Seth, um, Zane Rutherford, while you were in high school, and he was a—he's a two, you know—he was a champion, yeah, the NCAA champion. <clears throat> Why are you wrestling? So let's box to wrestle, you know. Yeah. And so he's fighting a lot better now, awesome. and, and so I'm—I'm I'm gonna go with Pico on this fight, but uh, I think that puts us at a sooner opportunity to get something like James Gonzalez down the line. That's awesome. Feature fight. Just talked about her, Aline yeah, McFarland and Kana Watanabe. 12 and 2, 11 and 1. That's as close as you can get. 5 5 and 5 6, both 125. One's out of Japan, one's out of the USA, one's out of Hawaii. Hawaii. And yeah. uh, on here, we got it 57% to 42%. So it's fairly close. Yeah. Um, Watanabe's tough. You know, Alimale's been off for a little bit. Um, I think her last fight, she lost to Juliana Velasquez for the belt, I think. Oh no, she beat she beat Bruna Ellen, lost to Justine Kish, lost to Juliana Velasquez, and then was on her long streak before that. She was on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten fight in Bellator win streak before running into Juliana Velasquez. And then lost two after she lost that one, then she lost her next one, then she beat Bruna Ella Ellen and is now going to fight Kana Watanabe. Um Watanabe has she lost to Liz Carmouche by TKO 35 seconds into the first round oh. but he beat Denise Kilholtz beat Alejandra Lara and beat Lara Joanna, Joanna they both fought each other actually uh, on our last card but uh, I think her hands are full with a Limale. Yeah. Um I think she's tough but I think if Alimale has been spending time getting back in shape, spending time training, you know, getting getting uh, her drive back, her desire back, because I feel like she lost it a little bit after she lost to, to Juliana, um, I think she wins this fight. I think she can pull it off. Um, Alimale seems she's got a lot of wins by sub. Yeah. Um, do she's you got feel solid like, jiu-jitsu. Do you feel like that's, I mean, if you were cornering her, would you be... Would oh, that's the plan that? for that's, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's the plan for sure. I'm okay. sure that'll be her plan as well. And, and can can Kana defend that if if Alimale has her way on the ground? Is do, does she win that? Is yeah, I believe so. Kana? I believe so. Okay. No, that'll be that'll be a good one. Yep. So. Main event. This is it, man. This is uh, we've been talking about this for darn near. It feels like a year. Um, looking at the the Grand Prix, the Bantamweight Grand Prix, yep. and um, if I had picked two fighters from the very beginning, after kind of going through everything that I would have wanted to see, it would have been these two guys. Absolutely, I, agree. Uh, I think you can easily get behind either one of them. They seem like good dudes, uh, solid fighters. Uh, 19 and one and 17 and one. Like, I mean, are you kidding? That's as close to somebody's O's got to go as you can get. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, it's that's awesome. Um, 
I think you you do you like Stotts in this one? Is that no, no, no? I like Stotts. You like Stotts? Patchy Mix is a freaking savage, and he wins by guillotine. Um, and is it's got him listed as five eight? I believe he is not five eight. He stood next to Lucas for a picture after Luke's fight. Yeah, and he made Luke look little. He was very very big. I'll and he fights Luke. at thirty five five ten, but he was at least his height. And, yeah. and big as well. Yeah. And it's got Rufion Stotts at 5'7". That's pushing it as well, I think. But um, I, I think Rufion takes him down. But he doesn't want to take him down. Right? Like, he's in a he's in a tough situation. He's got to try to keep it on the feet and, and make it happen on the feet. Patchy's good on the feet. He's going to be a lot longer on the feet, I believe. And then uh, his submission skills are just better he's just from what i've hear what i've what i've heard from people about patchy in the gym jake shields who's a, a great jiu-jitsu black belt a lot of people have said he is the best jiu-jitsu guy that's not a jiu-jitsu guy like the best mma jiu-jitsu guy yeah in mma right now at that weight class how much um importance do you put on patchy mixes win over magomed magomedov yeah i mean he guillotined him he submitted him yeah I, I like that guy, but I was so happy to see somebody <laughs> submit one of them. I was like, okay, you can right? choke him. Yeah, there's not gills in the side that, of their that, neck. Okay, that's let's a do thing. This. And of course, he's got Horiguchi um, before that. So right. I mean, that, that's just those two fights. I mean, you can go down, and the rest of his resume isn't that I mean, solid. But Horiguchi, he, he, Magomed, Magomedov. Well, he, he also guillotined um, James Gallagher. Yeah. Who was at Glory with us? Yeah. Who was a guillotine machine. Dude guillotines everybody. And he got guillotine. They they had guillotines back and forth on each other. Okay. In that fight. And then and then he uh he got guillotined. But he's yeah, beat Ricky Bandeja, knocked out Ricky Bandeja. So was, oh no, he subbed him, sorry. Um yeah, I'm I, I think he beats Rufion. I like Rufion a lot. I wouldn't be disappointed either way, but I just think Patchy beats him. You know, I was just looking at the uh, just kind of the overview of this because it's in Hawaii. That means that the main car doesn't start till eleven o'clock Dallas time. So we're going to be. It's it airs at eleven. Eleven p.m. Eastern. Uh, oh, so Eastern. We'll so at, ten. We'll get it at 10, ten here. Ten. So that's going to be. It'll be a little bit of a late yeah. night. Yeah. A little bit later. Uh, great cool. weekend full of fights. This yeah, is I'm gonna excited. Be, yeah, I'm I, excited. Like you're going to be on the couch. I like Bellator so much. I couldn't even tell you if there's a UFC on tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't know if there is either. I didn't even look. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. Well, we'll see you guys next week to go over the recap of this and uh, see how correct we were. I went by. I went with Patchy, right? Yes. Yeah. You did. Patchy. You did. And I'll I'll uh, I'll document everything. Make sure we're ready to go so we can we can tick them off as we, as we cool. go through the recap. Thank you guys. It is all over. Just like that. <laughs>